Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome back to the Osmo NFL Newsroom, where I, your host, Kyle Dvorak, take you on a tour through the past day in training camp news, get you prepped for your season-long, your best ball, and even week one of DFS with all the news. So before we get into it, I just want to remind you to go to Osmo.com forward slash fantasy dash football to check out our draft kit. In the draft kit, you get access to a bunch of awesome stuff, our sleepers, breakouts, busts, our draft wingman tool, which helps you build optimal season-long and best ball lineups, and so much more, and you get all of that for $29.95, and with that $29.95, you get access to a $35 code off of the FFPC, so it is free money if you're using that code at the FFPC, so go on over and check that out. Now, let's get into the news. Right now, we're still catching up on the past week of training camp news. I didn't want to leave behind a week or so of really actionable information, so we start off with some news from a few days ago. Justin Jefferson firmly behind B.C. Johnson. The Athletics' Chad Graff reports that Justin Jefferson is clearly behind B.C. Johnson for the number two role in Minnesota. And this is interesting. I think it's, it's fair to say that we'll, we'll see a bit of a, a learning curve for rookies coming into this offseason with a, a bit less time. But that's not great when you're, when you're heading into the final weeks of camp to see you're still the number three receiver. You're still not getting full reps with the ones. Justin Jefferson was a killer at LSU in his final season. Goes over 1,500 yards, 18 scores on 111 receptions. I believe that is the LSU record as well. But, uh, you know, not making this progress in training camp is concerning, and it is just wheels up for Adam Thielen. We are going to see Adam Thielen dominate like he did at the beginning of 2018 with that string of 100-yard games. I believe he either set or tied the record at the start of 2018 for consecutive 100-yard games. He was operating as this dominant alpha receiver, and even a run-heavy offense like Minnesota, I think we can expect to see something similar to that from Adam Thielen again, so that's going to be exciting. Justin Jefferson, not so much. Bunch of Bucks news. Keyshawn Vaughn starting the season on special teams. This is something Bruce Arians said that uh, he was asked how Keyshawn Vaughn could contribute in week one, and uh, Arians said maybe he gets a chance as a kick returner. Not great for Keyshawn Vaughn when you are maybe a kick returner, and he is not going to be a punt returner. I don't believe he has any experience in that role, and they already have Antoine Whitfield uh, looking like the guy who has that role there. So not great. I don't think we're going to see much of Keyshawn Vaughn early in the year. But as we'll get into later, both Keyshawn Vaughn and Ronald Jones suffered a handful of drops. Ronald Jones, is for sure, came from Tom Brady, so that's not great. Don't love to see that. I expect this team to air it out again like they did last year, even if it's more dink and dunk down the field with short passes to Chris Godwin. It's hard to imagine this team having a lot of faith in either of their running backs with how slow Keyshawn Vaughn is progressing and how down Bruce Arians was on Ronald Jones in the offseason saying they needed to add someone who could catch passes. Could also see some Dario Gunbuale. He has a little bit of that James White to him where pass-catching back coming out of Wisconsin didn't get a ton of work 
because he was behind a bunch of awesome running backs, but then comes into the NFL and just puts up pass-catching numbers. So keep an eye out on Dario Gunbawale. Next piece of news, Ron Rivera, Bryce Love could become an every-down back. Rivera was really raving about Bryce Love. He noted that he has this three-down role, or at least he could have this three-down role, and really solid athleticism. But, uh, you know, Bryce Love, coming into the NFL, suffers a torn ACL, I believe, on his final play of college football, doesn't get any reps still recovering in his first NFL season, basically a redshirt season. Now, you could see him getting some work, but with how special of a skill set Antonio Gibson has playing some wide receiver in college, dating back to his days in high school, played wide receiver, now slotted in as a running back, it's hard to see it's hard to see Bryce Love having much more than a split committee between the tackles role with Adrian Peterson. That's not really awfully valuable, but he was incredible in college going for over twenty one hundred yards in his peak season. And he also went over two hundred and fifty receiving yards as a freshman for Stanford. So a guy to watch out for but maybe not get on your season long teams just yet. Next piece of news, Curtis Samuel being held out of practice as of, I believe this is now three days ago. Uh, Not much to go with here, just that he was held out for a hamstring. Pretty small, it seemed like, but worth noting, and especially because he is competing for this deep role with Robbie Anderson. If he's not going to be there for every rep of training camp, it's possible that Robbie Anderson takes over that role and Curtis Samuel moves into the Swiss Army Knife role. So, as more of a gadget player, we're not really interested in Curtis Samuel, especially if he isn't really going to have a shot at that deep role. So moving on, Daryl Henderson improving in all phases. This was before Daryl Henderson got injured in a scrimmage. He is still expected to be healthy for the start of the season, but it's, it's a bit optimistic to say he'll be 100% by then. So despite the fact that Daryl Henderson was improving, now we're going to see a miss of his final few weeks of training camp, giving Cam Akers the shot at being a three-down back, or at least taking a majority of the snaps while Malcolm Brown probably probably sucks up some goal line work. So Cam Akers moving up the board, Daryl Henderson probably, probably falling into almost an undraftable phase at this point. DeAndre Swift suffers a minor leg injury in practice. This is interesting only because DeAndre Swift was really getting a lot of buzz heading into week one as we ramp up training camp, suffers a minor leg injury. It seems like any any bit he's being held out is just a precaution. DeAndre Swift should be fine. And it is interesting to note, I loved this, uh, not exactly a quote because I don't know where it is at the time, but it was on Johnson saying he can't take notes from DeAndre Swift because Swift just runs in a different way that his knees don't let him do anymore. That is brutal for a young on Johnson just two years in the league, but it is hard to see a guy who can't even cut like other players because his knees are so banged up really taking on a massive role. And we have seen that through two years in the NFL. They were giving guys like Bo Scarborough and LeGarrette Blunt significant carries, despite the fact that on Johnson they spent more draft capital on, they were more invested into, and was likely a, a more... A, a more efficient runner, they still weren't giving him the bulk of the carry. So, man, it, it's tough to see Kerryon Johnson making much of an impact in this backfield as long as Swift is healthy. Oh, here's a fun one. Chris Herndon and Sam Darnold building rapport. Every day is Chris Herndon day on Twitter because, man, the, the coaches love him. Adam Gase loves him. Adam Gase already declared him the week one starter, despite the fact that uh, Ryan Griffin just got healthy, just returned to practice. They don't care. Ryan Griffin got a, a small contract extension. I believe they picked up an option on him last season gets hurt. They don't care. He's out of the building. Get him out of here. Chris Herndon is the guy. And Chris Herndon going for over 500 yards as a 22-year-old rookie tight end is pretty dang impressive. I believe 14 tight ends have ever done that at 22 or younger. So he's a guy. He's got to be creeping up draft boards. You want to get him if you need a second tight end. If you don't spend a ton of capital at tight end, Osmos rankings really love a guy like Hayden Hurst. Back yourselves up, double down on tight end, and get Chris Herndon on the roster. 
Moving forward, Nick Chubb returns from concussion protocol. Not awfully surprising. Nick Chubb's concussion was never really considered a serious issue. Never put him in doubt for week one. And he actually comes back a little bit earlier than I think people expected. So Nick Chubb, you can return him to, I guess, the one-two turn. Although he's a guy that Osmos rankings don't particularly love because we've got Kareem Hunt breathing down his neck, taking carries and taking those juicy fantasy-laden targets. So Nick Chubb, although healthy, maybe not a guy that Osmos rankings are really all over. This was brutal. Pete Carroll chokes about hammering the run once again. Uh, he was asked about the let Russ cook movement, and Russell Wilson has also talked about this. He said, you know, they're going to set up Russell Wilson for success, but we've never seen Russell Wilson top 560 passes. He jokes about it, but the jokes hurt, Pete. The jokes hurt. Next piece of news we have, the Raiders signed Theo Riddick. I mean, for, for all of the camp buzz we have about Josh Jacobs improving as a pass catcher, looking like a three-down back, Every action this team has taken says that that's not the role they want him to have. They add a ton of receiving options via the draft. They get uh, they get guys back healthy like Foster Moreau and Hunter Renfro. And on top of that, they draft a running back in Lindbaum Jr. who has this awesome Swiss Army knife skill set. Then they signed Theo Riddick because they weren't able to keep DeAndre Washington. They signed Jalen Richard to an extension. Jalen Richard, and all Jalen Richard is, is this Theo Riddick clone. Probably not even as good as Theo Riddick was in his prime. So they've done everything they can to limit the role of Josh Jacobs as a pass catcher. Probably a guy that, I mean, he has a ton of rushing upside. We saw how special he was at breaking tackles, evading defenders last year. But if he's not getting that three-down role, there are probably better options you can have at the one-two turn. Moving on, our next piece of news. Yeah, this is uh, Cam Akers getting plenty of training camp reps. This is going to continue with Daryl Henderson being banged up until the end of the, really probably the end of training camp entirely. So it's difficult to see, you know, Anything other than Cam Akers being the lead back with Daryl Henderson maybe getting some reps. But given that he only saw, I believe, it was 43 touches while the team clearly needed help, Todd Gurley looking like a shell of him former self, and they just were not willing to give the ball over to Daryl Henderson. I think we're, we're pretty set on Cam Akers looking like the lead dog in this backfield. This is another fun one. David Montgomery looking fast and late. Isn't every player at this time? Yeah, David Montgomery, the Chicago Tribune's Dan Weederer. I'm sorry, Dan, if I pronounced your name wrong, says that David Montgomery looks leaner and faster heading into his sophomore season. That's great, and it would really help if we can guarantee that he will be faster and leaner. At uh, Last year, 3.7 yards per carry, goes under 900 yards on his carries. Not particularly involved in the passing game either. He did get some goal line looks, which is important, especially on a team that's not going to have a ton of goal line looks. But, uh, you know, you want to buy the volume, go ahead and buy David Montgomery. If you want to buy players on good offenses, if you want to buy players that have three down rolls, David Montgomery, probably not your guy. Yeah, here we have a video of Ronald Jones dropping a pass, doing some right off the face. Keyshawn Vaughn apparently dropped passes as well. Just another reason to double down on Dari Agunbowale from earlier. Justin Jackson and Joshua Kelly are tied for the number two role. The Orange County Register's Gilbert Manzano said that uh, coming into the week, Justin Jackson looked like he clearly had that number two role behind Austin Eckler tied up. But as we've seen the training camp go on, Joshua Kelly strings together a handful of great practices. I think we're still looking at Justin Jackson being the guy, has two years of his experience, and has been massively efficient running over five yards per carry in those two years. But Joshua Kelly pushing him has to move them closer in ADP and move them closer in your rankings. Moving on to our next piece of news, Bengals activate John Ross. John Ross was, uh, I believe he was put on the reserve COVID list because he stepped away from the team and he has to go on when they think there's a risk of exposure, I believe is, is what happened with him. So no injury concerns there, but we do have John Ross coming back to the team. Interesting to note that Ross was incredibly productive for two games last year, just two games, but it was incredibly productive, goes over, I believe, 250 yards in two games and then gets hurt. 
a guy who's been healthy, ineffective, and finally breaks out unhealthy again. So if this offense is really going to blossom under Joe Burrow, he's a guy to take in the later rounds of drafts, but they have so much competition for targets, AJ Green, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, that it's hard to see him being much more of a weekly spot starter in fantasy leagues. Next one, Brandon Ayuk, unable to finish practice with a hamstring injury. We'll end on this one because it might be the most important one of the past week or so. Brandon Ayuk, 49ers rookie, taken in the first round. Now they are without Richie James in week one, it looks likely. Debo Samuel's status for opening day is in doubt. Swiss Army Knife Jalen Hurd, second straight season, he will miss the entirety of. Brandon Ayuk now also maybe not ready. They are going to be so thin at wide receiver. You've got to be looking at guys like Dante Pettis. Maybe they get Jarek McKinnon snaps out wide. He's a guy who they praise his route running and his hands in recent days. So for me, all the George Kittle you can get, keep stacking him on. Put a little flag on Dante Pettis to note him if... Come week one, he ends up being a starter, at least worth noting. Had an impressive rookie season, was a, a popular year two breakout candidate, and absolutely flopped last year while Debo flourished. But if they're going to be without four receivers, you've got to at least have an eye on him. And Jerk McKinnon, I mean, he's a guy who had over 140 receptions in four years with the Minnesota Vikings, despite the fact that he started like a handful of games, I believe it's 14 over his four years, was often a backup, but they wanted to get him on the field, get his playmaking action in the game. And they did so often, getting him nearly 150 receptions alone. And he was effective on those receptions. He was a guy who they could rely on to at least be on third downs. And we could very much see that at least in like two running back sets. We know Kyle Shanahan is flexible with how he uses his different positions. So Jarek McKinnon is a guy who I'm, I'm finally starting to get on board with scooping up in the final rounds of drafts. So that's going to do it, guys. Again, go ahead and check out Osmo.com forward slash fantasy dash football to get access to the draft kit. Everybody, thanks for tuning in. We'll catch you daily starting now.